Throughout this episode, you'll hear occasional dynamically placed advertisements as well as host-read ads by me promoting the work of my sponsors, similar to what you'd experience when you're binging your favorite YouTube content. If you find the ads disruptive, consider joining my community on Patreon. Premium submarines receive full-length ad-free episodes, hundreds of hours of bonus content, and the ability to connect and chat with other listeners. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash backfromtheborderline. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All this focus, focus is supposed to be Welcome to Back From The Borderline. I'm your host, Molly, and I don't want to talk to your personality. I want to talk to your soul. Why? Because you're not a fucking NPC. And you might be going, Molly, to what do we owe this weekend podcast update? You never update podcasts on the weekend. And if you're listening to this in the future, you might be going, Molly, what the hell are you even talking about? Well, Normally, I only upload episodes one time a week, but today I had something that I had to get off my chest. I felt inspired, maybe even compelled to comment on a certain trend that is going viral right now. And for those of you, as I mentioned, listening in the future, today is Saturday, August 12th, 2023. This is something that I feel like is actually impacting the mental health of my listener demographic. The bulk of my listeners are from the millennial and Gen Z generations, and I would imagine the upcoming Gen Alpha. And for those of you who are from other generations like Gen X and boomers who also listen to my podcast, I know because I've gotten emails and voicemails from you, you might all be seeing some of this and going, what in the fuck is going on? So I'm going to do my best to a bit of an analysis and hopefully shed some light on this and also bring in some nuance. If you're listening to this, I assume that you know what TikTok is. You might even have a TikTok account. Personally, I do not have one. I spent about 
15 minutes on the thing last year. I got one. I thought I was going to try and have a presence on there to drive people to the podcast. And I was so freaked the fuck out by the addictive nature of it, by the weird performative nature of it. It took all of the most addictive and toxic elements of all the different social media platforms that we've all partaken in since the advent of MySpace and Facebook and smashed it all into one really freakishly awful app. That's my opinion. Now, I'm lucky because I have some lovely friends who do have TikTok and they send me TikToks here and there that are actually hilarious. This is not a black and white type podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. But if you are a returning listener, you know I'm all about not labeling anything as all good and bad. There are some incredibly artistic and creative people making content on TikTok and other social media platforms. But then there is a dark, shadowy underbelly of scary shit going on. And the most recent trend that has sparked a deep ickiness <laughs> in my stomach is what is called the NPC trend. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, let's do a little bit of a breakdown of how this trend started and what it all means. Because you may have seen these videos and looked at them and gone, what the fuck is going on there? And then maybe swiped away. So let's talk about it. The NPC trend refers to a meme that originated in 2018. NPC stands for non-playable character. And this is a term commonly used in video games to describe characters controlled by the game's AI rather than real players. So I grew up in early video game times and some of the first video games that I played or watched my friends' brothers play were Tomb Raider and Grand Theft Auto. And if you've ever seen these games, so Tomb Raider was one of my favorite games to play. I thought Lara Croft was a badass, even though she was written and drawn to have the most unrealistic body standards that made me feel like a disgusting, skinny nerd girl when I was playing her. But let's just put that aside. In Tomb Raider, in the very beginning of the game, you're playing as Lara Croft in her huge mansion, and in this particular part of the game is a perfect example of an NPC. In this part, Lara Croft has an old butler, and he's just kind of shuffling around, and he's carrying this clinking tray, and he literally like farts while he's walking around. He's the funniest character. And, but he does get kind of annoying, right? Because he's literally just following you around because he's supposed to be her butler. Um, and he just repeats the same kind of like, Ugh, like he bumps into things and makes like these Ugh, sounds or literally like randomly farts. And it's possible to literally lock this guy. They have like a walk-in freezer because Lara Croft has this huge fuck off mansion in the game. <laughs> and you can lock this man in the freezer, this NPC. He's an NPC. And he's the perfect example because he just repeats the same phrases. He's kind of blindly walking around. He's very robotic and he is a non-playable character. 
in Grand Theft Auto, there are tons of non-playable characters. There are people that are walking around in the street and imagine if you're playing a video game and you're running around and you know how like when you run into people and they like, they say the same kind of phrases over and over. Like after you've played the game for a while, you'll see like kind of the same NPCs pop up and they only have like three or four phrases that they actually say. This is my best example of what an NPC is. So this NPC meme that popped up around 2018 was used to mock people who came across as robotic, implying that these people lacked independent thinking skills, insinuating that they acted like non-playable characters in video games instead of real human beings with nuance. So how did we get here from the NPC meme to this trend that I'm going to be talking about? So you can go live on TikTok and people are doing live streams on this platform just like they do live streams on Instagram or Twitch where people are watching you play a video game and sending you likes and comments as you're live streaming something that you're doing. The NPC trend that's going live on TikTok now is where a creator on TikTok will go live and pretend to be an NPC for their entire TikTok live stream for money and clout. And how this works is that followers send them gifts, which are like virtual tokens. Why are people doing this? Well, to make quick cash. Every time the TikToker receives a gift from a follower, which come across to the TikToker like digital icons and they pop up on the screen like ice cream cones, roses, donuts, hearts, and they're worth anything between half a cent to a few dollars. And each different icon, whether it be a rose or an ice cream, they will have a specific robotic reaction that they use when they receive this gift. So this, of course, makes the people that are watching this display want to send a gift so that they can see this human being acting like a robotic NPC. Now, you can't really understand this until you see it. And it is mind-numbing. It makes me want to smash my head into the wall like nothing I have ever seen go viral on the internet before. And I was watching when the whole Tide Pod thing went viral, where like people were eating Tide Pods for internet clout, where people were planking. There has been some dumb shit on the internet, but this really takes the cake and you can't comprehend the level of dystopian headfuckness until you actually see it or hear it for yourself. So I encourage you, or maybe I don't encourage you, If you want to see what it looks like visually, you can just type in NPC trend in YouTube and you'll see a shit ton of videos and you'll probably only want to watch it for like three seconds before your brain starts to disintegrate. But I want to play for you a compilation of little snippets that I found of what this sounds like. And I apologize in advance, but you need to just bear with me and listen through this and hear what is going on. So let's hear what this NPC trend actually sounds like. And obviously you're only going to get a partial experience here because we're audio only. So you can look it up on your own time if you want to, but trust me, the audio is cringy enough. So here goes. 
Bunny hop, bunny hop, bunny hop. Ice cream, yum, yum, yum. Ice cream, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Mommy, I'm hungry. Can I have a fruit snack? Well, a letter gift for you. Hee-haw, yes. You got me feeling like a cowgirl. Let me read it, huh? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> gang, 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 gang. Mmm, ice cream so good, Chris. Money gun, wow, I got your name. Wow, a lot of gift for you. Hee-haw, yes, you got me feeling like a cowgirl. Let me read it. Hee-haw, yes, you got me feeling like a cowgirl. Let me read it, huh? Yum! Where is it? We got that, I guess I'm staying. Sushi, yum! Yum! Mmm, hot dog, yum! By the way, guys, if we get to 400,000 likes, I'll leave. I promise. Thank you, swear. And share the live. Share. Hello, Amy. Hello, Emily. What's up, gang? I'm not from the hood. I'm a civilian. <laughs> Monkey. <laughs> Thank you for the mini speaker. <laughs> Thank you for the campfire. Good. Hot dog. Rose, it smells so good. Rose, it smells so good. Rose, it smells so good. Look at my muscle. I'm in all the good times. Hi, Izzy. Hi, Izzy. Ice cream. Ugh. God, I'm so sorry that you had to hear that. Is your brain rotted yet? How many brain cells did you lose listening to that? Be honest. And here's the thing. I want to preface this analysis and this chat that we're going to have after listening to that, that this is not to shame any of those creators. Hence why I'm not even going to be linking to any of their profiles or mentioning them by name because we are living in a time where people are struggling and I don't blame people for hopping on this trend, trying to make some money because people can barely make a living wage now. People are having a hard time even getting their basic needs met. So this analysis, the last thing I want to do is shame anyone. And I don't watch this laughing at people. I watch this with like this really sad, twisting ache in my heart and this feeling of like, uh-oh, we are going down a path that is not good and we need to talk about this stuff without laughing or shaming people. There has to be a way to have this conversation and talk about it in a way where we can really start understanding that we're in control of what we put our eyeballs on and we are in control of what we make trend. Now, as I mentioned before, one of the accounts that has the biggest following and that really made this trend take off, and I'm not going to name it, she was saying she was making up to $7,000 a stream and she was talking openly about this. So it's no surprise that many other young people and some of them you heard in the clips that I shared are jumping on the bandwagon and seeing this as an opportunity to make some money and you can't blame them. But the sad reality is, is that not everyone has hundreds of thousands of followers. So what we're witnessing is some people that are jumping on this bandwagon and just making absolute fools of themselves 
for nothing. And here is one such creator and she's having some reflections after she tried this trend. Let's listen to what she had to say. Um, I just want y'all to know that if you are thinking of doing the NPC trend, I would not recommend. I just tried to do it. I did like this emo theme, which is why I look crazy right now, but uh, it didn't work. I just uh, embarrassed myself in front of all my real life friends and uh, didn't make a scent. So if you're thinking about trying it, I would not recommend it. It's not worth it. It's not worth the loss of your own dignity. Well, you heard it right from the horse's mouth. It's not worth it. It's not worth the loss of your own dignity. And how I came to be inspired to make this impromptu and totally unscripted podcast episode is because an Instagram account that I follow called Healing from Healing um, posted a compilation of these NPC trend video snippets. And I like this Instagram account. They mostly just share really dystopian shit that's going on online and they kind of crowdsource these videos in their inboxes. And I like it. But I also think that Instagram accounts like this can also become kind of just like a sick, twisted gladiator match. When spectators would go and watch the gladiators fight, oftentimes gladiators were slaves and people that were of a higher socioeconomic status would go and watch these people of a lower socioeconomic status fight to the death for entertainment. And we look at that and think that is fucking sick. But in reality, we are still doing that just to a different degree because I can only imagine that doing this NPC trend feels dehumanizing. You can't come off of a, a trend like that and think, wow, that was life affirming. That made me feel really good. And no matter how much money you have in your bank account after doing something like that, it doesn't take away the damage that it's doing to your psyche. Speaking from firsthand experience, as many of you know, who are long-term listeners of the podcast, I am recovering from long-term sexual grooming from adult men online ever since I was on the internet. I endured childhood sexual abuse, grooming at the hands of men that were much older than me, and I am also a victim of sexual assault in my adolescence. And this has been a long road to recovery for me, but it led me, this is my story and People that come into this type of work may have varying different stories, but after a period of a deep mental break, I decided, fuck it. If I'm just going to get objectified and get treated like an object, I might as well make money off of it. And so in a particularly dark time after a record deal that I was pursuing fell through due to a manager that I was working with, um, trying to proposition me sexually and dropped me after I said that I would not take him up on his advances. Everything fell apart. And I was in LA with no way to make money. And I decided, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to do sex work. So this led me to joining sugar baby websites. I even tried camming and being a cam girl. I even worked dark underground poker parties in LA. And I felt like an object. And guess what? I made a lot of money doing this. And the money didn't matter. 
my mental health was at the lowest of the low. I was around the kind of men who pay for sex work, which in my opinion are the bottom of the barrel. And so of course this perpetuated my belief that all men were objectifying pieces of shit. I got myself into some really scary situations when I was working in sex work in person. And so that led me to think maybe if I just do this online and this is before OnlyFans, like right before. So I missed the OnlyFans bandwagon, but there was camming and I thought maybe I'll do this. And so I tried it and it was horrendous because if you don't have a huge following just starting out, it feels like you will just do anything for money and you're doing dehumanizing things. I had friends who also did OnlyFans and camming. They had guys asking them to fart in jars. I'm not even kidding you. Um, Asking them to send them their soiled underwear, all of these things. And even if you're being offered $3,000 to send a man a fart in a jar, like what does that do to your psyche? No matter how much money you're getting for it. And Seeing this NPC trend go live made me think about how I was feeling when I was doing that kind of work. Now, I'm still making money online, but I'm making money. My entire bills now are paid from my Patreon supporters of this podcast. And what I'm doing now is different. I'm sharing my experiences. I'm reading books. I am recommending resources to a group of incredible human beings who are on the road to recovery and wanting to be the best versions of themselves. And it is the most life-affirming thing I've ever done online. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And so this NPC trend is making me really think that around the years of like 5,000 to 1500 as the dark ages, right? The middle ages as the dark ages before the age of enlightenment and that we've become so much more technologically advanced now. But what I'm realizing is that we are not out of the dark ages. And the fact that we refer to times before as the dark ages as pretty tragic. This Instagram account that posted a bunch of these snippets of these NPC TikToks. I felt compelled to leave a comment and I left a comment just saying like, this is dystopian as fuck and just kind of shared my hot take on that. Yeah. About five minutes later, like six different people piled on and said, oh, that's rich coming from someone who commodifies themselves online. Who the fuck are you? Like just pure attacks. I said nothing shaming these creators. It was a nuanced 
reflective comment that didn't shame anyone. And it made me just really take a step back. I deleted my comment because I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and be attacked by people online. I'm so tired of it. And I'm sure many of you are too. I'm sure many of you have experienced it. But if you have a bigger following online right now, I have around like 85,000 followers on Instagram. And if you dare as someone with a relatively large Instagram presence and comment on something, you can just about guarantee that you're going to have a bunch of people pile on you and just attack you because people now in our generation just want to bring each other down and we want to bring each other down. We want to watch these NPC streamers and make fun of them because here's the thing. Most of the people watching these streamers are making a joke out of them and a couple of them might be laughing all the way to the bank, but at the end of the day, when you go to bed at night as one of these NPC streamers and you're just making a huge joke out of yourself, like, what are they really thinking? And I know this as myself after literally commodifying myself online, doing camming and, you know, even working in sex work and that feeling I felt when I laid down in bed at night and just thought, this is not what I want. And we have a choice of what we put our eyeballs on online. We choose. And taking part in the digital shaming of others is a choice we make. We are living in a time where we love to attack and bring each other down. And we are slowly but surely, and maybe we've already lost it, we've lost the ability to see each other as human beings. We've lost the ability to see nuance, to engage in critical thought and see the gray areas. And it's starting to really freak me out. And those of us who are in the millennial, Gen Z, and Gen Alpha generations are going to be those of us that we're going to shape the future. And what we put our eyeballs on matters. What we give our attention to matters. And I think there are so many of us now, and maybe you can relate to this. I sometimes get even scared to make comments on things or to bring my voice to certain concepts or topics right now where I see the dystopian brain rot that's going on because I just don't want to get attacked because I know I'm going to get attacked. But here's the thing, and I want to share something with you. Whenever I get a particularly charged, angry, splitting black and white, attacking comment from anyone, whether that be an email, a comment, Well, it's never an email because here's the thing. No one's going to actually take the time to find your email and send you an email. They're just going to attack you in the comments where it's easy. When I click on the profiles of people that leave these comments, I look at their profile and I say to myself, well, that makes sense. And I'm not even going to go into detail because you know what I mean. You see their internet presence, you see pictures of them, and it's not about what they look like. It's just the vibe. You see how old they are most of the time. You see what their life looks like. You see the things that they're posting and how angry it all seems. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. And while there, I have so much compassion in my heart and I have let myself get so hurt by some of these comments, but now I'm slowly but surely entering my I don't give a fuck era anymore and we have to really speak out against this. The degree to which someone is splitting on you and attacking you online is directly reflective of the hatred they have of themselves. 
And that's just what it is. It is nothing more than a projection. They hate themselves. And why? Because they are permanently online. And when you are permanently online, seeking for ways to be offended and angry, that is what your life is going to look like. This makes me think of the story of Megan Phelps Roper. Now, if you aren't familiar with Megan Phelps Roper, let me tell you who she is. She grew up as a member of the Westboro Baptist Church. The Westboro Baptist Church is this incredibly fundamentalist Christian sect, and they are the people that you might remember um, I think this was happening in like the early 2000s. They were going out and picketing um, the funerals of gay people with signs. And I'm going to say some slurs here. So I really just apologize for anyone who is triggered by this language, but they would have picket signs that would say, God hates gay people. God hates fags. Thank God for dead soldiers. This kind of thing, horrifying things. I grew up in Wyoming and Matthew Shepard is a young gay man who was killed in an act of hatred for being gay. And his parents went to my church. I grew up Catholic in the beginning of my life. And then we moved to join a Methodist church. And the First United Methodist Church is one of the only Christian churches that is very accepting of um, homosexuality, right? And opened its doors to everyone, that kind of thing. I remember walking into church after Matthew Shepard passed away. And as his parents walked into church, the Westboro Baptist Church picketed our church in Wyoming, came to our town. And I had to walk through a crowd of people with picket signs saying, God hates fags, screaming things as we walked into church. And this is what the family of this young gay man had to endure. Now, Megan Phelps Roper her parents were members of Westboro Baptist Church, and she grew up in this church. I'm going to read you a snippet of an NPR article that talks a little bit more about this, and trust me, there's going to be a point here. So Phelps Roper began protesting at funerals when she was 19, though she started picketing at a younger age. We held signs that said, thank God for dead soldiers. God hates you. It wasn't until a few years later when she began running the Westboro Twitter account that she began to truly question the church's hateful teachings. Many Twitter users responded angrily to her, but others seemed sincerely interested in creating a dialogue with her. They started asking questions and digging into our theology. As they were able to find these contradictions and present them to me, Megan said, I understood that we could be wrong about something. That was the beginning of the end for me. I had this unshakable faith and it had been shaken. In 2012, Phelps Roper decided to leave the Westboro Baptist Church. She said it was devastating to think about what leaving would mean for her and her family. Ex-members are seen as the worst of the worst, even worse than gay people or Jewish people or any other person that the church considered sinners. Her new memoir is called Unfollow. I'm really fascinated with Megan Phelps Roper because she's a great case study in the power of the internet and how we can choose to do good as others on the internet. I watched an interview with Megan and she talked about how the people that responded to her with hate when she was running this awful Twitter account for the Westboro Baptist Church, people who attacked her online, that did nothing to change her mind. It actually made her double down on her angry, hateful, black and white worldview. But it was the people. 
It was the people who chose to reach out to her and engage her in critical, nuanced, and respectful and challenging dialogue that helped her realize that she was stuck in a dogmatic ideology that was harmful and also had no basis in the reality of her uh, theological teachings of Christianity even. Many fundamentalist sects are taking the teachings of religions, all different religions, and making them into these dogmatic, hateful practices. When for me, one of my passions is reading about all different types of spirituality and listeners of the podcast who are long-term listeners will know this. What you'll know when you start really researching religion and theology of all different types of religions is that the higher you get in terms of the understanding of these teachings is that there's connecting threads and they're all preaching at the highest level, really, a lot of the same things. And doctrine and scripture is so wildly misinterpreted. A lot of it is allegorical and it is being interpreted as literal. Not only that, we're forgetting that these things were written in through the lens of the times that they were written (laughs) and things were twisted and taken wrong and written down. And just like a game of telephone, and if you're familiar with that game, you know, one person whispers something and by the time it goes around the circle, it's something completely different. And that is really (laughs) where we've gotten with a lot of these fundamentalist uh, religious sects. And right now, what we're seeing even now is that many other political ideologies are being really seen and treated as though they are religions now. People that would not even admit that they're religious because of the ideology that they're clinging so tightly to, they are no different than the Westboro Baptist Church, even though they would never like to admit that. If you are clinging so tightly to a an ideology that it has become dogma, that you are attacking others in the name of this idea that you have, We really need to take a look at what's going on. We really have to analyze ourselves first. Are you clinging to some dogmatic ideology? Are you taking part in attacking people online? Can we start engaging more critically? Can we start seeing each other as human beings? Can we stop giving our eyeballs to some of these trends that are life-denying and not life-affirming. You know, when I am looking back in history and I'm looking back at the time of the Renaissance and I see some of the beautiful artwork that we used to make, and even Zaz and I, we are musicians and we're lovers of music, and we're looking at music now. Even songs are becoming two minutes long so that they can get as many streams as possible. Everything's starting to sound the same. We're all starting to look the same. And we have the control to change this. I worked in tech for 10 years. Tech needs users. Tech needs eyeballs. We can demand something different. And it's time that we demand different. Their power lies in our attention. We have to stop looking at these train wreck, car crash trends and direct our attention to something new and analyze our own behavior first. So that is my rant on this. I felt so compelled to vent and get this all off my chest. I hope that this maybe brought some 
um, relief and sanity to some of you who have maybe also been watching in horror at all of this stuff going on. And I'm really trying to believe in the power of all of us collectively turning our eyes away from some of this stuff and demanding something better. Technology isn't inherently bad. It's what we do with it. It's all of this hysteria around AI that AI is going to be the end of us. No, humans are going to be the end of us. What we do with AI would be the end of us. It's how we train these models. It's how we use them. The power is in our hands and it starts with each and every one of us. All right, everyone, that's it for this episode of Back from the Borderline, my little impromptu rant. You can support my work by rating the podcast, writing a review, or sharing this episode with someone you care about. And to make sure you're notified each time I drop a new episode, follow Back from the Borderline on your favorite podcast app. And I also share daily photos, quotes, and additional reflections and resources with my community on Instagram. You can follow me there at backfromtheborderline.com. Never forget, you haven't met all of you yet. Within your weakness, your inner chaos and disorder lies your greatest strength. If only you would dare to shine a light on it and transmute it. We have to get to the point where we're willing to be the fool to begin our hero's journey. Remember, anyone, even you, can come back from the borderline. I'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Back from the Borderline. If you'd like to receive my monthly written recovery musings via Substack directly to your inbox, send me a voicemail, join the Patreon community, or check out my Amazon booklist recommendations, visit backfromtheborderline.com and click to access my link tree.